Welcome to In the Black with your host, Bob Dickerson. Our program takes a look at the socioeconomic issues affecting black America. From education to news and politics to business matters, we have the stories and guests that you need to hear about. Now, here is Bob Dickerson. Hello, everybody. This is Bob Dickerson with In the Black on the Voice America Radio Network having a great time doing this program. I am really having the time of my life. I hope you're enjoying it. I've noticed that a number of you are listening to it. Remember, you can listen anytime. You don't have to listen on Wednesday at one o'clock when it comes on here in Birmingham, Alabama, but you can listen at any time to Bob Dickerson with In the Black. Now, most of you know, and you've heard me say by now, that uh, what I do for a business is I help people start businesses. I help people start businesses. I help people get financing for their companies. I give a lot of advice, counseling, coaching, and what have you. I've been around for quite a few years in banking, finance, and small business development. And so, you know, I always cringe when someone says I'm an expert because expertise is sort of flowing. Uh, As things change, you have to change. And that is true if you're counseling businesses and coaching businesses. And it's certainly true if you're in business that what you know has to change from time to time so you can stay relevant. So so I'm a little reluctant to say I've got some expertise, but I will say I have some experience. And I've got some experience both from a personal nature of having run businesses of my own and of an intellectual nature, having read a lot about businesses, and then from a professional perspective, having helped people start businesses from time to time. Now, the one thing I have said many times in talking to people about their business and listening to people who are giving them advice is that, number one, you get what you pay for. And so if it's free advice, it may not be worth that much. So you always want to keep that in mind. But number two, Uh, opinions about how to start businesses, uh, about what to do in business, about how to manage a process or respond to a situation can differ based on the individual who is giving the advice, based on their perspective. And certainly, all of it can be right. And by the same token, all of it can be wrong. And so, You never want to just listen to someone who is telling you how to run your business. You listen to them, but you don't do everything they say. Uh, Get opinions. Don't get too many. I'm oftentimes, I I use this paralysis of analysis, and I may have mentioned it on a show earlier, that when we get too many different opinions, that creates a sort of paralysis because uh, quite often, if you go to five people, you at least get four different suggestions. And the more different suggestions you get, the more difficult it is for you to make up your mind and move in a direction and, and actually do something. So, so, and so just keep that in mind that nobody knows everything about business. And even if you went to the best, the most excellent, the smartest, the most knowledgeable consultant or coach Your situation may be unique and the environment that you are operating a business in is certainly 
certainly unique and it changes from time to time. So what would have been good advice for say 2010 may be bad advice for 2020. So always temper and understand when you're getting advice uh, to, to put that in a compartment. Uh, you've got to know some stuff yourself. Nothing is more important than what you know. So let's talk about business. Let's, let's talk about some of the reasons you would want to start a small business. And, and I, I talk about why, why though, why start a small business? Well, some of the reasons are obvious. Uh, business is the key to growing wealth in America today. It's probably not necessarily investing, although investing has its place. Uh, it may not necessarily be buying and flipping real estate or buying and investing in real estate or buying and renting real estate. I mean, if you can buy enough, that certainly is a, a wealth creator. But business ownership is one of the ways that people are creating wealth in this environment and in this economy. And so there are all the more reasons why you would want to start a business. Now, a lot of people have a whole lot of expertise. They know a lot of stuff about their industry, about their field, and they're working for someone. And you know how it is when you're working for someone, you have these things, they are called grades and steps. And so if you are grade 18, step five, then your salary is gonna be what a grade 18, step five is gonna be. It doesn't matter how hard you work, it doesn't matter how smart you are, it doesn't matter how much you bring to your employer in terms of revenue generation, uh, money savings. Uh, you're gonna get grade 18, step five salary, and that's what you're gonna get. Now, next year you may get a grade or, or, or step increase, and, and that's gonna give you a nice increase, perhaps a nice bonus. But uh, if you're not in sales and getting a sales commission, then uh, you're gonna be locked into the grade and step. That's what small business offers you the ability not to have, not to be controlled by the grade and by the step. Your income is gonna be based on how much money your business makes. And so while a lot of small businesses don't make a ton of money, the fact that you're not automatically going to be relegated to a certain salary and income level is exciting to a lot of people. I mean, it makes it, it makes them want to get up in the morning. It, it makes them want to go out and work hard. It makes them want to use their ingenuity and their creativity to do something for themselves. It's, uh, it's euphoric to be able to do as well for yourself as you're doing on a job. And that's what happens. If you look at a tax return, line 32, is usually the adjusted gross income. And on most small businesses, or for most small business owners, that line 32 might be similar to what you made and took home from a job and what you might make and take home from, from a small business. There are also some tax advantages in, in having a small business that I won't go into here. But, but even if you don't get rich, even if you don't get wealthy, the fact that you're doing it on your own, you're doing it for yourself, uh, you're doing it for others is a reason that you want to start a business. Small businesses create employment. Small businesses create employment. Just about all of us that work for a business work for a small business. You know, big businesses get the headlines and, you know, they get a lot of the press. 
they don't pay a lot of the taxes either. But small businesses don't get the headlines, they don't get the press, but they create employment and they pay taxes and they pay their taxes. They're not, they're not the ones that get the big, big tax breaks like some of the companies that we can talk about. So there are a number of reasons that you wanna start a small business. It creates legacy, legacy. It creates legacy for you and your family. Uh, it creates employment for perhaps me and my family. Uh, it absolutely has the potential to create wealth. So there are a number of reasons, a number of really good reasons that you would want to start a business. Now, here are a couple of things that you wanna use on the other side of why. And I've had people actually come to me and, uh, and, and wanna start businesses and their reasons were just insane. When I tell you they were insane. So I'll tell you just a couple of funny stories. I thought they were funny. But I had one woman who came to me and she wanted to start a business. And so, you know, I was kind of curious as to why she wanted to start a business because I've been in a long time and I don't like profiling people, but honestly, you could, you know, tell by what she said and how she presented herself that this was going to be an interesting conversation, uh, to say the least. Well, what I found out was she had had a few jobs. She had transportation issues. I live in Birmingham, Alabama. We don't have mass transit like they do in some of the major metropolitan areas. And so if you don't have a car and a dependable car, then you might not be to work on time all the time. So she had some issues and she had been fired off her last two jobs. She was fired off her last two jobs because she could not get to work on time because of her transportation issues. So you had to feel for her. You had to have some sympathy, if not empathy for her situation. She had been fired from two jobs. She couldn't get to work on time because she had challenges with her transportation. And, but her reason for thinking that small business was an answer for her. Now this is where you have to chuckle at things. I mean, I'm not laughing at her. I am chuckling at the situation. So let's make sure we get that correct. She said, well, if I own my own business, it won't matter what time I get there. Oh, oh, let me bag up too. I, and I, I asked, I said, well, how uh, are you uh, later, you know, later life? She says, no, I'm usually only about five, 10 or 15 minutes late. And uh, my other question was, well, how often are you five, 10 or 15 minutes late? She said, oh, just about every day. And so I can understand why her employer uh, wasn't enamored with her. But the fact is when she said that I can own my own business and that way it won't matter what time I get to work, that was the amusing part of that story. So. There are some good reasons to go into business. There are some bad reasons. One of the best reasons is I'm losing money on my job. I'm working a job and if I apply the same effort that I'm applying for that eight hours that I work for someone else, if I applied that to my own thing, then it's gonna help me and my family economically. Bam, you got a winner. That's when you wanna go into business. That's why you wanna go into business. Now. There are some things to know about 
when you want to go into business. We're going to talk about that uh, in the next segment after we take a break. But we need everybody to go into business so that you create jobs, so that you pay taxes that uh, we benefit from with our roads and all of the things that we use as a community. Uh, and we need you to use your creativity and your ingenuity and your skill to come up with better ways of doing things, to come up with new remedies for disease, to come up with, with uh, new technology. So we need entrepreneurs to actually make our world a better place. And so I wanna make sure that I start off by saying something about me. I have always, always wanted to, and I still continue to want to support your entrepreneurial endeavors. I want you to go into business. I want you to succeed. I want you to understand why you're going into business. And I wanna help you if I possibly can so check out my website, bobdickerson.com. You can uh, connect with Bob D on the website. Again, wherever you are, whoever you are, if you have a desire to start, grow, or develop a small business, I want to help you. So we'll be back after a few messages, and I'm going to get more into when should you start your small business. This is Bob Dickerson on the Voice America Radio Network within the Black. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash VoiceAmerica or search for the keywords VoiceAmerica. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash VoiceAmerica or search for VoiceAmerica. You are listening to In the Black with Bob Dickerson. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. 
That's Robert B. Dickerson, Jr. at gmail.com. Now, back to In the Black. This is Bob Dickerson with In the Black on the Voice America Radio Network, having a great time today talking about business, something that I am very excited about. I'm excited about it. So during my banking career, I started off as a lender and, you know, at that time, you just did any kind of lending that came across your desk. So I did mostly consumer lending and that's, you know, doing home improvement loans and personal loans and financing cars and, you know, et cetera. And as I grew in my banking career, I learned a little bit more about small business lending. And so my last uh, job at a bank, I was a business banker. Um, banking started to change. I started in banking in 1973. I got out of banking in 1993. And banking started to change when I was there to where the lending officer was not necessarily the loan decision maker. And I had always been accustomed to making my own decisions. And it was a culture shock for me to have to go to someone else and get them to okay the loans that I felt that my organization should have made. And you gotta understand as a loan officer, you live and die with your with your loan portfolio. If you have too many past due loans or too many loans that get charged off, then you don't have a job there. Uh, here's a quick analogy before we get into the when to start a business, but a football quarterback that completes 60, 70% of his passes, that means he fails 30% of the time. He gets a raise and makes millions, hundreds of millions. So a, um, a baseball batter who fails 70% of the time, which means he succeeds 30% of the time, he bats 300 over a career, he makes hundreds of millions of dollars and, you know, and makes the hall of fame. A bank loan officer who is right only 97% of the time gets fired. And so if you're wrong 3% of the time as a bank lending officer, then you're probably not going to be a bank lending officer very long. And so, so I had that experience and that was great. And it allowed me to kind of take a different perspective to what, to what I do. So when should you start a business? And the easy answer is when you're ready. And we can leave it at that. When, when to start a business? Well, when you're ready. So now, what does ready mean? You know, how will I know that I'm ready? Well, you know, you know when you're ready. But let me tell you what I, some of the things that I think would be indicators of your readiness. Um, number one, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a believer and so I think that we all have consulted our, our higher power, our God, our, you know, that inner, you know, voice. And we understand that we've got a confirmation and a go ahead. Now that's important, I think, whatever you're undertaking. So I'm going to stay with that. So that's one of the indicators that I'm ready because I've got it. I know that I've got the confirmation. This is what I am supposed to be doing. This is what I'm, and even if you don't succeed, it still could be what you were supposed to be doing because we learn more from our failures than we do our successes. You better believe that. But the other thing is when I've planned it out, when I planned it out. Now, business planning is not just making a nice pretty document with graphs and colors and numbers and words and 
they all flow and they read well and it sounds good. No, planned it out starts in your mind. It starts as an intellectual process. It ends up on paper. I believe that it should end up on paper, but it starts as an intellectual process. I've planned it out. I've sat down. I've, 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 I've internalized it uh, and I've critiqued it internally. Uh, and then I put it on paper, but I've planned it out. I've done the necessary research. Uh, I've checked the boxes. Uh, I, I've, I've planned it because I know, I know the steps I need to take. I know when I need to take those steps. Uh, I know I, I've established benchmarks to know when something didn't go according to my plan. I planned it out. I planned my venture. Planning the venture is extremely important. When you're ready, when you're financially ready, so how do I know I'm financially ready? Well, in a lot of cases, a small business does not pay the owner right away. In a lot of cases, a small business does not pay the owner right away. And so financial readiness in this case says that I'm prepared financially to not get paid right away and I'm still not going to sacrifice my lifestyle, my family. I'm not going to get stuff repoed. I'm not going to get foreclosed. I'm not going to damage my credit. I have prepared myself financially and I'm ready to take a plunge in the business knowing, knowing that the business may not yield enough of a profit or even income to support my lifestyle. So I have to have some other means of doing that. I've saved some money. I, you know, I got some resources stowed away. You know, I got backup plans to get money. Uh, as a matter of fact, as you're making that plan and assessing when to launch, it also may be when I can continue to feed this business. You know, I'm, I planned a venture. I know what it takes. You know, I'm personally ready. I'm financially ready. And if my new baby, and let's look at it, if you had a child and the child needed milk and you were out of it, you go to Walmart or grocery store and you buy some, okay, if you were feeding your infant formula. And so the same is true with your business. So if you're running a business and the business, you know, starts to need money, then running to the bank may help you, but uh, you've got to be ready and you've got to be able and that the ability to do it is one of the determinants of the when, when you're ready. Uh, something that people don't talk about is there is an emotional readiness that has to be in place when you're ready to launch a business. Emotional readiness. Because of the fact that businesses take a lot of work, there are a lot of sleepless nights oftentimes. There's sometimes a strife of uh, having to deal with, you know, a new business that's getting up and running. Uh, and it can take a toll on you. It can take a toll on you personally. It can take a toll on you emotionally. And so it's very important that you are emotionally ready to deal with whatever uh, you have to deal with in terms of strife and struggle, uh, in terms of disappointment. Uh, if you're a person who is easily uh, disappointed and when setbacks, you know, you don't see setbacks as, 
as setups for comebacks, then you know you may not be. This might not be the time for you. This may not be your when. Um, so you've got to have that that stamina, that fortitude, uh, emotionally, to be able to launch a business from the ground up. Because every day isn't going to be Sunday. Uh, every month isn't going to be rosy. There are going to be some ups and downs more than likely. And so when you're ready is when you're prepared for the ups and downs. And that includes your family. You got a family situation. You have to, you have to take that into account. Uh, you've got to be ready to, and your spouse uh, would have to be ready for you to launch a business. Understanding that there are going to be some potentially long hours. There are potentially going to be some missed vacations and missed soccer games and basketball games and recitals. Uh, there may be some times when, when you've got to dig into the family cookie jar, you know, and feed your business baby uh, while making sacrifices at your house. And so your, your emotional readiness kind of blends into a family situation readiness. And if you're in a family situation where you can't afford to work long hours, if you're going to have problems uh, with your marriage and with your family, you know, because especially at the start of a business, you have to be super and uber dedicated to it. Then, you know, that might not be, you know, just for you. So there are some things as you're thinking about when you've thought about some of the characteristics that you have to have. You know that you have perseverance. You know that you have courage. You know that you have energy. You know that you have the drive to be able to get this business off the ground and running. Uh, you know that you have the savvy uh, to, to be able to make this enterprise work. You know that you have the, the energy, the zeal. You've got to know that you have all those things. And when you have all of those things, when all of those things are in place, when you plan the venture, when you've assessed your self readiness, your financial preparedness, your emotional readiness, you have the right characteristics, you've got the formula to be successful in business. And so when are you going to start a business? When you're ready. And we've just talked about what ready looks like. Ready looks like I got my money right. I got my family right. I've got the characteristics that I need. I plan the venture both intellectually as well as on paper. I prayed about it and I've got clearance. And so now, ready, set, go launch your business. That's when you're ready. And that's what you want to know when it's time to start a new business. Hey, we're going to be back to talk about a couple of other things. Uh, we're not going to tell you what business to start, but we'll talk a bit about that. I, I get a chuckle whenever I think about that. And hopefully you'll get a chuckle about it when we come back as well. But this is Bob Dickerson. I help people start businesses. I'd love to help you. You can uh, check me out on Facebook. It's Bob Dickerson. Uh, Twitter, it's at in the black. That is N-T-H-B-L-K or at B. Dickerson Jr. 
So you can get me on all the social media. You can connect with Bob D. Uh, you know, there's some, there's a tip on my website to how to gain and retain customers. So if you're in business, you certainly would want to look at that. But we have a good time trying to help people start businesses at our organization, the Birmingham Business Resource Center. Uh, and I have a good time trying to help you as a, a counselor, a coach, an advisor. So whatever I can do to help you make your dream of business ownership come true, then I certainly want to do that. Hey, we'll be back with more In the Black on the Voice America Radio Network after these very important messages. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to In the Black with Bob Dickerson. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. That's Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. Now, back to In the Black. Hey, this is Bob Dickerson with In the Black on the Voice America Radio Network. And we're talking about starting businesses, why start them, when to start one, and then how to start a business. And, and this is also very important. And the how and when, uh, if you really research it, some of the same things that are important to know when are also important to know as you try to determine how to start a business. And, and, and we know that if we were just gonna look at a, a checklist of things and, and I'll go through them. And, and the one thing that we said is you've gotta refine your idea. 
you know, you've got to refine. You can't have a vague, kind of loosey-goosey, open-ended, uh, unrefined idea if you're going to succeed in business. Uh, refining the idea uh, takes some dif some discipline. It also takes some research, um, and it takes you validating your notions. See, we all have notions about what's going to happen when we start a business. Okay, that's fine. I see. Okay, you're going to make uh, half a million dollars in the first six months. So tell me how. So validate your notion. Yeah, I know this business will work. Okay, well, tell me how. Show me how. What's your research say? You know, did you do market analysis? Have you written a business plan? Did you validate your notion? Did you challenge your notions? So, so in order to validate a notion, you must challenge it. Now, a lot of business owners or potential business owners don't want to do that because they get locked into wanting to do something. And so they only want to see the glasses half full and they refuse to say, they refuse to even deal with what happens if it doesn't work that way. And so when you come to me and my organization and you say, I want to start a business and you may have a business plan, you know, one of my first questions is going to be, hey, what's the plan if it doesn't work that way? How do you stay in business if it doesn't work that way? That's one question. The other one might be, how do you get away from this? How do you exit? Uh, you know, at every stage of your business's life, you ought to have an exit plan. You ought to know how to wind this puppy down, how to get out of it, and to get out of it with the least pain, you know, if things go wrong. Sometimes when things go wrong, it's not your fault. Sometimes things go wrong that you have no control over. And so smart business owners and smart people generally are always going to have an exit plan. And I mentioned in the last segment, you've got to assess your finances. You got to know how much money it takes. You got to know how much money you got. You got to have a plan for if things don't work the way you plan them, plan for them, a plan for the plan, a plan for the plan that doesn't work out as planned. How about that? A plan for the plan that doesn't work out as planned. You have got to have that. But just getting a little technical, uh, you want to determine what your legal business structure is going to be. A lot of people now are doing the LLCs. There are reasons for doing that or S-Corps. Uh, these are corporations under the subchapter S of the IRS code. That's getting real technical. But basically what that is doing is it's allowing you to run a business and then be taxed as an individual. Uh, individual income taxes are less than corporate income taxes. And so you want to be able to take the money from your business and, and, and be taxed as an individual as opposed to be tax, being taxed as a corporation. So, but you want to choose your structure. Now, you don't have to do either one of those. You could be a proprietor. Uh, you can have a partnership. The one risk that you take in not being incorporated or being an LLC is you haven't insulated yourself personally from the legal liability that your business may incur. And so if you're a sole proprietor and something were to happen, then not only can they sue uh, the business, you know, Johnny's Food Mart, they can also sue Johnny. And so the, the one of the big reasons other than for tax reasons and tax ramifications that you want to have a legal structure or you may potentially not want to be a sole proprietor. 
um, is, is just to protect yourself, you know, in case something happens. Um, you definitely need to register with the government. You gotta register with the IRS. As a matter of fact, now you can't open a bank account in a business name with your personal social security number. So you gotta have a, a, a business tax ID number, TIN, and so that means that you are registered with the government, that, that yes, Big Brother knows who you are, they know you're in business, uh, and they can have a connection between the person in the business and the business itself. That's important to them. But, uh, but you've got to be a known entity and known by the federal and state and local government. So just the government in general uh, needs to know you. The Internal Revenue Service has an interest in what you're doing in business. They want to know how much you made, make sure you're paying taxes on it. Uh, know how much you didn't make, you know, so you may get that off your taxes. So, uh, but, but you've got to be registered in, as an entity with the appropriate government agencies, and that's agencies plural because there are certainly more than one. Uh, many people don't think about this until it's late, but I, you know, there are a couple of things that you want to do pr to protect yourself and your family, and that is through insurance. And so if I'm, you know, one of the things I think you want to do is you want to have an insurance policy. You may want to, you may want more than one. You certainly want liability insurance to further insulate you from what uh, may happen in your business. Somebody may fall. You may, uh, there may be an accident. Um, if you're in the restaurant business, somebody may get sick. It may not be your fault, but you need to be insured to make sure that's taken care of. And of course, if you have a family and you're taking business risk, you want a personal insurance policy to be able to protect them. And then furthermore, if you have a business that you are trying to protect and leave a legacy business, you want to make sure that you have enough insurance in, in with your succession planning uh, so that your dream doesn't have to die with you. Uh, and so, you know, it's sort of, people don't like talking about it because it's going to happen, but you also want to make sure that if you plan on leaving this business to your children, uh, to your spouse, or to other folks, even to some of your sometimes to your employees, then you've got to make sure that you have adequate insurance to be able to do that. You've got to build a team. Now, even if you are a one man or one woman shop there still are people who are on your team. Now, there are some lifestyle businesses that they're, they're one person, they don't have employees, but they do have a team. So let me tell you about who I think some of your team members ought to be. Well, number one, you ought to have a lawyer on your team. If you're in business, have a lawyer on your team. It's a good teammate. You know, it's like a, that's like a valuable player. Like maybe, maybe my, you're the quarterback, but this is a great wire. No, this is your this is your guard. This is your left tackle. This is protecting you, you know, from something may that may get you from the blind side. Um, you want to have an insurance person. We talked about insurance just moments ago. You want to have a good insurance person who can give you advice, you know, and and make sure that you are appropriately and properly protected. That's important. You want to have a financial professional, typically an accountant, someone who helps you with your tax preparation, 
make sure you take advantage and you probably are properly adhering to tax laws. Um, somebody who can help you evaluate your business looking at the numbers. As a banker, you know, and a lender, we look at your numbers. We don't care. You can wear a real nice suit, have a mean and firm handshake, look me in the eye and all that's good. And then I'm going to look at your numbers. So it's important that you have on your team somebody who is a numbers expert, especially if you're not. And so your accountant needs to be a part of your team. Uh, your employees are part of your team. You know, don't overlook the folks that work for you. If you're fortunate enough to have employees, then treat them like teammates because that's what they are. They are part of your team. They're an integral part of your team. If they work, you do. If they don't, you don't. And so you've got to make sure that you treat employees like they are part of your team. Vendors, vendors. So you want to choose your vendors, and but you also understand that vendors, people that sell to you are part of your team. You know, you're part of their team too. That's one of those, you know, that's reciprocity. They like you because you're a customer. You like them because they sell to you. And so, you know, you're going to have those relationships and you may be a vendor to someone else. And so always look at the people that you're in a close relationship with, where, whether it's a buying relationship or whether it's a selling relationship, you want to look at those relationships as valued and as teammates, not necessarily as somebody that you are that, that you are concerned about them taking advantage of you because if they're doing that, then they shouldn't be your teammate. And you certainly wouldn't want to take advantage of somebody who's on your team. And so, and, and, and the other thing I would say is include a banker on your team, maybe more than one. I, you know, I'm, I, I've worked at a lot of different banks and I always say to business people, have a banker. It's good to, you know, it's easy to have a bank. You go in and open an account, got a bank. And so one of the key questions that I ask businesses, business owners who come to me is I say, do you have a banker? Because a banker is somebody who knows you by name and you know them by name. A banker is someone who knows something about your business and about you. A banker is somebody who wants to help you and wants to see you succeed. A banker is somebody who may be an advocate for you if necessary inside that financial institution. And so include a banker or two. You can never know enough bankers, I don't think. Include a banker or two on your team. Uh, the last thing I, I will say that you have to do is you've got to let somebody know what you're doing and you have to have a brand. So you've got to brand yourself and you have to advertise. Now, how you advertise may depend on the kind of business you're in but just keep in mind that if a tree falls in a forest, does anybody hear it? Did it actually fall? And so make sure that we know who you are, that your customers know who you are, that they know what you do, and that you've appropriately branded yourself and your advertising. Hey, this is Bob Dickerson. We will be back with In the Black right after these very important messages. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. 
The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash VoiceAmerica or search for the keywords VoiceAmerica. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash VoiceAmerica or search for VoiceAmerica. You are listening to In the Black with Bob Dickerson. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. That's Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. Now, back to In the Black. This is Bob Dickerson within the Black on the Voice America Radio Network. We're talking about business and uh, helping people start businesses, grow businesses, and develop businesses. That's what we do at the Birmingham Business Resource Center. It's what I do as an individual. So, you know, I'd love to help you. Check me out, bobdickerson.com. Connect with Bob D. I'd love to help you. And wherever you are, whatever you're doing, uh, if we can't help you, I bet we know somebody who can. And so the last section, the last segment here is we've talked about, we've talked about why start a business. We've talked about when to start a business. We've, we've, we've talked about how some of the, you know, to do's and things that you have to do, the buttons you have to push and basis that you have to touch. But there are a lot of organizations out there. I run one. There are others here in my city. They're all across the country. Organizations that, help people start businesses and it's very important that if you need help you understand that that the help is out there for you i mentioned earlier now consulting help is one thing and i do consulting and you know i want you to understand that consulting help is out there consulting help is not free uh consulting help is more strategic and it's you know it 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 involves a consultant getting really getting to know your business, you know, in, in, in a granular sort of way. And so, you know, as you engage with consultants, just make sure that you understand that what the consultant is needs to do is to know a lot about your business and not, 
you're not just getting general information, but you're getting specific information in order to help you grow your enterprise. Uh, and that takes time, it takes effort. Uh, and, um, and, and I would dare say that most consultants that are individuals can only take on a few companies. And I know I'm very particular about the companies that I take on personally because I wanna make sure that I help folks. And uh, the people that, uh, but we do have some plans that we can uh, have people in groups, but the group consulting is not as valuable as the individual consulting, which is driven or driving a business toward an objective, whether that objective be sales or whether it be growth or whether it be expansion or whether it be exit. Uh, you know, you want to drive uh, business toward the individual goals that it has. But, uh, but we work a lot with the Small Business Administration. The SBA is one of those agencies that uh, it's, it's a independent agency of the federal government, but it helps people build and grow small businesses. And uh, we know the SBA because they do lending. They don't actually do lending. They, they support lending that banks do. So the SBA actually guarantees loans that banks make and they participate in a loan program like one that we do at our shop that uh, that actually participates with banks in making loans. What the SBA also does though is they have uh, contract procurement assistance, management assistance, they have specialized outreach programs that outreach to women and minority owned businesses as well as veterans. And so while SBA is in particular known for for its lending programs. They also have quite a successful um, program that provides certification and management assistance to businesses. Uh, along with SBA are these uh, small business development centers, uh, um, the Association of Small Business Development Centers. They actually work as a corollary, a contingent of the Small Business Administration. Uh, they're in a partnership with SBA. Now, these are the folks that uh, provide comprehensive small business assistance. Uh, they help budding entrepreneurs start businesses, uh, and they, they really can help you remain competitive if you were to, uh, to engage them. They are normally in every state where there's SBA, and I'm going to tell you that's in 50 states, so you're going to find them all across the country. Usually they're connected to a university or a chamber or some organization like that. There are a few of them that are independent. But, uh, but, but those services typically are free of charge. And so you can avail yourself of those. Uh, there's a national veteran-owned uh, business administration for people who are veterans. Uh, there's government assistance for small business. Uh, minorities and women, again, uh, have a couple of ways to get assisted. There is the National Minority Supplier Development Council, NMSDC. So if you are a minority, then you may want to consider joining an NMSDC chapter in your state or region. Uh, what that does is that uh, the corporations who are looking to do business with a minority business will look at the NMSDC list of businesses, 
to see who they can partner with or who they can hire, or who they can bring on to projects and jobs. And so the NMSDC chapters are there to help you. And so is the Women's Business Enterprise National Council. Uh, they do the same thing for women-owned businesses that uh, the NMSDC does for minority businesses because these organizations and the people that support them understand that minority business enterprises and disadvantaged business enterprises, those business enterprises that are historically disadvantaged and underutilized need help. They need help. And, uh, and, and there are many major corporations that have as part of their environmental social governance programs, the desire, and in some cases the need, especially if they do business with the federal government, to have diversity among its suppliers and vendors and contractors. And so if you're looking for diversity and you're looking for a, uh, a, an African-American or Hispanic or Latino or Asian or, or Native American business, and that even has been extended to uh, LBGQ populations, all of the people who could and have had a, a history of being discriminated against, then these are programs that help to level the playing field for these companies. So your SBDCs, your SCORE chapters, SCORE is the, uh, are the retired executives that work along with the SBA. These are people who've had some significant experience in corporate America and or in business and their expertise and experience can be used to help a young nascent business owner uh, get the, have a better understanding of about how to succeed in business. So those are just some organizations. Of course, uh, I would be remiss if I did not say that the Birmingham Business Resource Center, an organization that I started in 1996, yes, we've been around, uh, we're in our 24th year, helping people start, grow, and develop businesses. Our philosophy is that businesses need three things and we try to help them get all three. They need capacity and so we have capacity building programs. They need capital and so obviously we are a lender. We do micro lending as well as SBA lending. And they need customers and so we have a, a, an advocacy program that tries to help drive business to the businesses that we want to help. And so again, that is mybbrc.biz. If you're looking for that website, mybbrc.biz. Hey, I've really enjoyed this show. I love talking about business, as you probably can tell. I'm sure I'll be talking about business again in the near future. Once again, if you want to contact me, it's uh, connectwithbobd.com or bobdickerson.com. Get me on Facebook. This is Bob Dickerson with In the Black on the Voice America Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in. Please join host Bob Dickerson for another edition of In the Black next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific week.